Welcome to We Are The Watchers. This is episode 302. Get out of town. Top of the day to you, Tox. 302 to you, too. You. What, to you, too. Is it really 302? Now I'm double... Get, no, this is episode 303. <laughs> 303 Three to, to you, you too. too. I was like, I'm pretty sure, like, once I started saying, I'm thinking. No, I feel I, like I've said that before. I've said that before and I did last week. How are you? Hmm, pretty good. Grace. Pretty good. Do you know hmm. that Christmas is coming along so fast yeah. that I've had to start doing Christmas prep? <laughs> I've started watching Christmas movies. And is it delightful or too early? It's a cusp because I don't feel Christmassy That's yet. That's saying something because you are a Christmas lover. I love Christmas and I love Christmas movies. Mm, me too. But, yeah, it did feel a little bit early. A bit too early. Yeah. It's October. I've got a friend who puts up a weekly thing of it's 10 oh, Sundays to Christmas. You're welcome. It's quite good, actually, because you suddenly go, ooh, golly, mm, that, is, that is getting, that's a lot further on in the year than I thought it yeah. was. I've done a lot of my Christmas shopping already. I've done, I've bought one thing. I took advantage of sales. I was like, you know what? People can have presents that they were interested in back in July uh, for December. Okay. So, so you're running a risk. Yeah, but you know what? It's the thought that counts. Or, as the mother in Absolutely Fabulous said, <laughs> it's the thought, thought that, that stinks. stinks. Maybe I should provide it. Oh, I can't even provide a receipt because it would be over the return period, wouldn't it? Probably. Ah, oh, Don't worry. People just get what they're given. You get what you get and if you don't like it, you wrap it up and give it to someone else. It's the gift that keeps, keeps on, on giving. giving. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. And if you really don't want to feel stingy about it, you just say you're saving the environment. I'm saving the environment. Reusing, re-gifting, repurposing. Returning. <laughs> What's that just turning? You're paying it forward. Yeah. Sort of. Just paying it onwards. Just paying it onwards, mm. yeah. Yeah. Watched a couple of things, not a lot this week. It's been pretty hectic, to be honest with you. Didn't get to watch much at all. I watched a lot of rubbish to find a couple oh, of things. Oh, you've sifted. Mm. Yeah, like I started, not nah, started, can't do it. Started, not worth it. That's a shame. Well, we'll talk about those and there's a quiz and I already know you're going to get the first two questions correct straight away. But <laughs> you may correct. <laughs> no, well, maybe cause you may get them around the wrong way. Okay. Yeah, but we'll see how you go. <gasps> and we have some news. Become a watcher on Facebook. Facebook.com slash We Are The Watchers. Guillermo de Toro is a director who has made lots of films and apparently yes. he was making a Star Wars film oh. at some point in the past. He didn't actually say when, there was no specification as to when, but it kind of sounded like it was around the time before Disney had them because he was talking about Lucasfilms, okay. working with Lucasfilms. And it was going to be about Jabba the Hutt. Fun. Yeah, so set obviously on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. 
about the Jabba Empire, maybe how he got to be Jabba. Yeah. It's a bit of a tough call because it's not like he can do a lot, really. Or could he back in the day? Oh, okay, back in the day. I don't know. I don't know. Before he really just enjoyed a few too many meals. He was very much the... Uh, inspired by the the Romans, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Just so. what was the um the gaff name in Spaceballs? Pizza the Hut. Pizza the Hut. Pizza That's the right. Hut. That was really good. <laughs> and he was eating himself. And the, you know the guy next to him was eating him as well. Yeah, he he as in Guillermo oh, del Toro. A lot of people call him. Said um, we had the rise and fall of Jabba Hut. <laughs> you know, in that. We were going to make it and then it never got made. Mm. He said, we were doing a lot of stuff and then, you know, it's not my property, it's not my money and this is just one of 30 screenplays that just went away. He said, sometimes I'm a bit bitter and sometimes I'm not, but I always say it was good practice, you know. He said, we designed a great world, we designed great stuff and we learnt. But Mm. still. Yeah, to put all of that work and effort in and to not, for it not to come to fruition. And be released. And it seems like it happens a bit now because they did yeah. throw a lot of, hey, let's make yeah. everybody, you you make a movie, you make a Star Wars movie, you make a Star Wars series, and then they went, nah, 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 maybe keep working It's like they went, bit. you do that universe, you do that universe. Mm. And, ah, oh, no, I don't like that one. No, I don't want it. Or maybe they just, no, we don't want to pay for it all. Perhaps it's, it's worth their money to use it as like a hot house of ideas send all these teams off to go and make these different ones or start them off and then they go, okay, that was no, we will ride that cost because this one mm. is going to be mm. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, like throw throw out a lot of offers mm. and see who comes back with gold. Yeah. Mm. Still massive Hollywood yeah. directors and they, they get a no. I know. Maybe never is never. Although I feel like it, because he's talking about it, it's it's, it's a done. never. Yeah, it's a never. Do you think, or it could be the other way? Something is coming out, and now he's talking about. Well, he's got a history. Mm, maybe. Yeah, that'd be cool. He's not new to the franchise. Oh, the yeah. franchise. Yeah, I went I a bit, <laughs> bit posh, but I'm not gonna not gonna make fun of you for this one. Probably others, but not not this one. Greta Gerwig, do you know her? No, yes. Have you heard of Barbie? No, but I've <laughs> so, heard of Kev. Okay, great. No, wait, That's who all is, he who wants. Who is the Douglas or who is the one? Alan. Alan. <laughs> I know Alan. I know Alan. He's good. No, I saw this interesting article in The Hollywood Reporter about how Greta in the first the first weekend that the Barbie movie came out, she was in New York, so she would go to uh, movie cinemas yeah. and stand in the back and kind of – Oh, fun. Yeah. See how the audience reacted. Exactly. Yeah, cool. She said, you know, I went to all these different theatres and sort of stood in the back and would also turn up the volume if I felt it wasn't playing at the perfect level. So she was obviously going up into the, um, what do you call it? Like where they actually, the The projector Projector room. room. Yeah. She was going up there. Knock, knock, knock. Um, I made this movie. That's just what I'm going to You probably don't (laughs) recognise me, but. I'm very good friends with Margot. Very good friends. Turn it up. <laughs> I'll have to speak to my manager. No, I am your manager right now. <laughs> she said at one at one screening she heard a woman like just cracking up over the joke about the Prost Barbie. Yeah. And and um 
you know, it was a real sort of if you know, you know yeah. joke. And there were a lot of those oh, in yeah. there. And and she was like that, you know, she, she was sort of saying to the lady but not saying to her, but mm. she was like, I made that joke it. for you. Yeah, That's good. Nice. You're the you're the one that I I, I put it in yeah. for. So that must have been such a nice feeling because those kind of th- I mean, like radio and podcasting as well. You you're making it in a bubble. Mm. So you mm. know, in a, in a studio, you're talking to yourself. There's mm. no one else. And then I'd imagine in a movie set, you're just working with the people that you're working yeah. with, and that's it. And to also do it. After the fact, yeah. You, I mean, I assume that they do it to test audiences, yeah, yeah, and to see what happens. But to continue to test audiences, learning constantly, maybe getting ready for the sequel. Yeah, <laughs> BBC has gotten into a bit of a. I was going to say hot water, but it's not really hot water. A pickle speculation. Oh, because people were like, hmm. We've heard rumours that Top Gear is getting cancelled over in the UK. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's been, you know, some serious accidents and yeah. they're worried about it. You know, one of actually, one of the presenters was actually involved in I don't watch it so I can't no, nor do I. really talk about it. But um, there there was rumour that the uh, crew members were, were told by the BBC to look f- for work elsewhere. Ooh. It's pretty definitive, yeah. right? However, the, the BBC has said a decision on the timing for the future of Top Gear shows will be made in due course with BBC content, as in the department BBC content. As in? We're not going to tell you yet that it's We axed. want to hold the cards to release that information, yep. even though you guys already know. You already know, but we are like we like year power. Olds, and we want to say it. It's mine. <laughs> mine. 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 I heard this story a little bit earlier on in the week and I thought, oh, I remember to say mm. this, but Netflix, the rumour is Netflix is going to do a bit of a price hike once the actor's strike is over 100%. Didn't they just do a price hike? I feel not long ago, got an email about a price hike. They're gonna do another. No, that's dodge. Not happy, Jan. No, but I mean, your fault that you weren't paying people properly in the first place. Well, remember they decided that they were going to do the password sharing crackdown. Yeah, and then I think over in the US, I'm not sure about here, but they were going to do an ad one, like the cheapest one. Uh, subscription was going to have ads in it. Okay, so we're going back 30 years. Yeah, and now I think they're going to do another price hike, may, may, maybe before the end of the year or something. Mm. Like it won't be the second that the actor strike is finished. Well, it's kind of finished, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of through the negotiations yeah. and, and everything. But I think it's not unusual to see these price hikes. Remember we were talking about PlayStation mm-hmm. doing their price hike and it was quite funny watching everybody be outraged by that. And then you had a look at like the Xbox, how much it cost yes. for Xbox. It's kind of, kind yeah. of the same. And but Netflix is not the RBA. They can't keep just raising. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's like, right. I feel like Disney did a price hike every year. But once a year is fair enough, but not yeah. Yeah, a couple I get of months you. later. Yeah, that's true. It's like calm your farm, Netflix, bring us out some better stuff then. Yeah, totally. Now I'm I'm all for really bad Christmas movies. Yeah, who's not? 
but you're not the only one that provides them. Mm, mm, mm. There are so many places to get really bad Christmas movies. There's a whole channel, the Hallmark Exactly. Channel. They are Christmas. What's your point of difference? Maybe it's the number of Christmas trees per scene. Always a good fun game yeah, to play. It's a good drinking game. It is. Yeah, you know, it's, that, that would be a dangerous one. Yeah, that would be a very be dangerous, very dangerous one. one. Actually, if you're very dehydrated, you do it with water. And then by the end of it, you're feeling <laughs> you're fine. fine. You're fine. fine. You're absolutely fine. Time for some watching suggestions. Got a watching suggestion? Email thewatcherspodcast at gmail.com. So what have you been watching? You watch a lot of crap. Oh, yeah, well, I watch a lot of crap. I'm not going to talk about the crap ones because they're crap. Now I feel a little bit like... Because the one I'm going to talk about is a Netflix one. <laughs> oh, sorry, Netflix. They don't care. They're not listening. They don't care. Who Who are you anyway? I am subscriber. And I'm, <laughs> anyway, I watched the movie She Said. Now, I remember when this was in the works and they kept talking about it coming out and coming out and then I kind of forgot about it. She Said, it's a movie about... About the investigative journalists who paved the way for Harvey Weinstein's downfall. Ah. Yes. Yeah, that sounds interesting. It was really, really good. Now, the cast is stellar. We've got um, Zoe Kazan, Kazan, who you would know from Ruby Sparks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know her from everything. Um, Clickbait, The Big Sick, just like... In your eyes, a thousand different things. She is wonderful. She's underrated but oozes intelligence. She does the investigative journalist really well without being, you know, that kind of um, the stereotype of one who would like sit on the edge of a desk and chain smoke and yell at people and things like that. She's not like that at all. Kind of reminds me of a certain cafe that doesn't exist anymore in Crow's Nest. Mm, Do you remember? Mm -hmm. And there will be the waiters who would sit on the table, on the edge of the table next to you, and you're like, doesn't that person not want your bottom in the stand on your own two legs? And, and they'd be like order. really cool, like they'd be they would wouldn't they would take your order but wouldn't write it down. And Which, you're like, but do you actually? That doesn't mean cool in Australia. That means I'm stressed now. I'm not going to get the right food. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. That's okay. We also had Kerry Mulligan. Oh wow! So they're, okay, they're the two. I'm hearing you, gen- journalists, and I think. What works really well is their manner is a total juxtaposition to everything Harvey Weinstein and they're the ones going up against this Hollywood great. So is there somebody playing Harvey? There's a voice who you hear him not a lot but a number of times over the phone and you see the back of his head once he comes in for one meeting and I thought that was a fantastic fantastic way of going about it is we are not going to play into this guy. That's good. We're not going to also, give him anything. who wants to play him? You know what I mean? I know. I thought about the guy who was the actor and I thought, oh, do you want to? Yeah. Do you really want to play But really it was actually just the back of his neck. Okay. But I wonder if it was his voice because the voice was pretty much spot on. So it could have been a voice actor and a, you know, a it body could have stand because for it had, want of a better term. It had some interesting twists on what's truth, what's screenplay because um, Ashley Judd is in it and plays herself. 
Amazing. Rose McGowan yep. never shows on screen, but there's a lot of phone conversations with her, and I assume it's her. Gwyneth Paltrow, there's a couple of phone conversations with her. I assume it's her as well. I haven't, like, dug mm. all the way deep into IMDb, but it sounds exactly like her, and I think they've either said, yes, we will do this, but we won't be shown, whereas Ashley Judd was like, I'm in. This is what's happening. So in that case, because it's about real people and it's kind of new, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. Like it's a newish um, story. I have to assume that if you hear Gwyneth Paltrow on a phone, it's got to be her. It's got to be Gwyneth. I mean, Gwyneth has a pretty distinct voice. Do you not agree? Yeah. That to hear her on the phone, you're like, oh, that's Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it was a good watch, but it was a was it a gross watch? Were you like, oh god, he's so. Um, or did they not go into all the yucky, yucky stuff? They did go into it. Mm. I'm sure we didn't hear half of what he's done, but we did hear, and yeah, it was like, oh, this guy is foul. And what was even more disturbing was the corporate cover up. So the people who would protect Miramax and Harvey as an entity versus a man that's doing things wrong. And that was the really icky part of it. But I think the prevailing theme behind it and how it finished off and left you was, yes, people stood up for it. It was a David and Goliath thing with David as one and 2,000, mm. no, 2,000 Davids yeah, and one Goliath. Um, but it was kind of like, wow, these people went through a lot mm. and they still sacrificed so much to say, hey, this happened to me too. I'll I'll stand up and mm. I'll, I'll put him in his grave essentially. Yeah. It was a wonderful, wonderful movie. You know the film Dogma? Yes. So that was a Miramax yeah. thing. Yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. Mm. You can't find it anywhere. You try and stream it, yeah, it's, it's not, not streamable. And because I was looking for it because I thought, you know, I, I was looking for it to talk about. Yeah. Because I thought I've wa- I've watched it before, I really enjoyed it, but it would be nice to mm. either be able to say where you can watch it or um, or watch have a bit of a refresher. Yeah. And I couldn't find it anywhere. And then, oh, don't worry, I've got it on DVD. I don't. I've got it on VHS. Oh. I'm like, well, now I'm all right. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, I, I was reading online that Kevin Smith is like, that movie is my movie is Hostage. Yes. Because it's owned by yep. Harvey Weinstein and yep. it's my film. And there's just a bad taste in everyone's mouth over anything that he was affiliated towards. Mm. And you just think the careers that he disturbed for his own Grossness. Grossness. And not even, you know, just the, I mean, the careers of the actresses themselves, all they were doing was trying to get a job, trying to work. You know, he asked them get the head start. to go and have a meeting with him. Well, what are you going to say no? Like you put in a really difficult position. Yeah. But then you think all of those other people who worked for Miramax, cameramen, showrunners, like everything. They're all tainted now. Mm. But you know what? He's in jail. 
for a long time and if he ever gets out, which I doubt he will, he's still Los Angeles and London are still got him up for charges that he hasn't oh, really? seen okay. the court for All yet. Right, so good film. It was She Said and She Said It Well. Okay, good on you. She? Yeah, nice. Well, I watched, funnily enough, this was on Netflix as well, The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. Mm. Wes Anderson was yeah. behind this one. And my goodness, could you tell almost yeah. straight away. Be aware that they start mm-hmm. and they go full bore. Ooh. I'm talking race, ho- like a racehorse race. Yeah. You know, the, the announcers. Yeah. So that's how the actors talk talk and tell the story because they're basically telling the story to camera. Ooh. And Benedict Cumberbatch is Henry Sugar, but Dev Patel is in it, Ben Kingsley, Ralph mm. Fiennes, even Richard Aoadi is in there. Like massive, massive, amazing actors. It's the word rate. I remember hearing Gilmore Girls was one of the highest word rates because they spoke yeah, so that's fast. Right. This sounds like it would not only it rival, it would, would top it. <laughs> Thing is, it's not a full movie length movie. Yeah. It's about 40 minutes long. Okay. It's really good. It's like so that. fun. And it's so quirky and it, and, and it acts like... Like a stage production. Yeah. It feels like you've gone to the theatre yeah. to watch this play because the sets look like actual sets. Mm. That's what they look like. And the, you cool. know, um, I, I think if you were to watch this, it would be so fun. Yeah. And it was fun watching it as a um, as a human, I was going to say, as, <laughs> as someone, you know, at home on, on the lounge. I really enjoyed it. I quite yeah, like nice. Wes Anderson's stuff. I yeah. haven't watched all of them, but, you know, I – I've I've watched a lot. Um, probably the first one I would have watched would have been Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you know, on and off during the year, I, during the years, I have have watched more. Um, but this one was great. It, it just sort of it popped mm. up as a like on the the main screen of Netflix. Netflix just on the main screen, so it must be um, brand mm. new, and they must have been pushing it, but mm. also they must have known that I probably would have watched yeah, it because cool. of algorithm reasons. So that was the one that I, I, I did actually get around to watching that was new. What else have you been watching? I watched an episode of the SBS show Insight and this one's not not brand, brand new, but maybe only a couple of weeks old and it's an episode called Turning Back Time. Now, Insight for anyone who doesn't know the show, is a bit of sort of an open forum, a directed yeah. forum yep. where there is a host and there's a a small audience and the audience come prepared so yes. they know who they're going to talk yep. to and they have ideas and things like mm. that. And it they they market it as a lively debate but I, it, I don't agree that it really is because it's very scripted in well you talk now about your idea what i know about it yes is that they film probably more than double Mm. of what you see yes okay so they potentially could be debates anyway the one that i watched and leah i'm gonna say you should watch it (gasps) because it's called turning back time and it's all about nostalgia and longing for the past and how the past (laughs) The past could affect your present. And what got me, what made me um, click into that episode was they showed Benita from Play School. 
I see, I've seen a little yeah. bit of this one. Yeah, a, I want to watch it now. I only I only saw her. Yeah. So I didn't get the context, but yes. now I want to watch it. It went into completely different things. Um, it started with one woman who had a incredibly beautiful 3D model of her childhood home made, cool. and it's an artist who goes and does it. And um, they're not big um, architectural models, but they're small, so you could put them on you know, an ornament shelf, a fireplace, and it would look quite cute. But he goes to those houses and he will count the number of weatherboards there are and measure up the window so the house is as accurate as it will ever be. But what if it's a house that doesn't exist anymore? What if your childhood house doesn't exist anymore? I think you have to go from photos photos and memories and things like that. But it started with that and how this woman had it made and she – could just say, you know, I can see my great aunt standing on that porch and calling everybody in and I know the sounds of that house and there'd be music playing and just the memories that it evoked. And then it went on to Benita talking about play school and, you know, how she initially didn't even understand how big she was for children and, you know, how much even today how she inflicts that nostalgia of like, oh. Even her voice. Yes, absolutely. Mm. You know, oh, she's my favourite and I love the arch window. <laughs> you know, like that's Obviously something we. the arch window. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Why would you choose square? That must be a question that all play school presenters get, right? What's your What's favourite, your favourite one? Yeah. Has to be. I mean, nowadays they probably have to have a little bit of diversity. No. couple of square window no people in No one's interested. There. We just want arch. Mm. Uh, that sounds really cool. It's really cool. It does go off on a different tangent away from play school of people talking about. Um, <laughs> and, and, and everyone keeps going. Yeah, and yeah, Benita. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but, but. How's yeah. Noni? John. <laughs> Big Ted. Um, but it talks about people who have taken on a lifestyle in today of those nostalgic eras, you know, the 1950s pin-up girls and things oh, like that. Oh, yeah. And how they're living their life. As if it's like, yeah. As if it's then and how today's society reacts to that. Mm. It was an interesting episode. And, look, if you're not interested in that one, inside then itself. Then get over yourself. Get over it. It's arch. <laughs> um, no, SBS. Insight does have a plethora of... Some of them can be pretty heavy. Really, really heavy. Mm, But good. Mm. I just want to talk about the Christmas movies that I've been talking about, talk about nostalgia, because I had to watch a couple, right? I'm just getting ready and I thought, well, I'll watch ones that I haven't watched before. Mm. So I went for A Christmas Story from 1983. Yes. And then the sequel, A Christmas Story Christmas... From 2022. A Christmas Story Christmas. Yep. Could they have not thought of that? No, couldn't name? be bothered. So what they've done. I mean, A Christmas Story 2. Would have been better. Yeah. Christmas Story, the first one. Yeah. Starts off with the narrator saying, oh, I remember that. That's <laughs> my that's my childhood home <gasps> on the street. There I am, look, with my stupid long stocking cap on <laughs> and um so it's set in the 1940s i think it's set in in 1940 mm-hmm. and obviously the uh the narrator is looking back maybe the 80s or something yeah. maybe in the 80s yeah, yeah maybe it was so then 
um, it's all about how he really wants this one particular Christmas present mm. and how is he going to get his parents to buy it for him. Yeah. And, and you know, he's trying to, he, he, he's, he's got the catalogue with the toy. Oh, yeah. And he, and he like slides the catalogue with that page open oh. into his mother's magazine yeah. that she's going to read before she goes to bed, like on yep. the bedside table. And uh, there's just lots of fun kid stuff, you know, the way kids think. We used to do that. Yeah. We used to leave the toy catalogue just, you know, open. Maybe on the, the Easter eggs one was open as well. Remember like they, we for a couple of years they didn't get the idea <laughs> so I left it open this time circled. <laughs> With a trampoline, still didn't still get do, it. You still don't have a trampoline even Never to this one. day. No. It's really sad. It's really sad. Um, and then the sequel was when Ralphie or Ralph mm-hmm. is a father himself mm. and he has to make a lovely Christmas for his kids set in 1973. Oh. So even though it was made in 2022, it was it's set, set in 1973. So anybody who was who grown grew up around that era or, or who watched a lot of stuff set in the 70s suddenly has nostalgia well, so for what they're watching. So they're leaving it really open for the child of the 70s. Yeah, absolutely. To make one. Make one now, but that kid's going to have to grow. Yeah, the kid's going to have to grow another 20, 30 years time. Yeah, and it would be the. And it would be in the 90s. Because said it 90s, in the nineties, yeah, nineteen naughty, 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 could be, could be, um, millennial. Mm. That'd be amazing. Mm. So I, I quite liked them. They, yeah, they, they were good. And what I liked about the sequel was that almost every single actor from the original was in it. Yeah, cute, very cool. Um, yeah, I like. I like it. that. It, it was really nice. Should we get into the quiz? Yes, please. Okay. I'm curious. So this quiz is one that I do not have to do. Any prep for? Uh oh, I need to jump into your head. <clears throat> Celebrity head. Oh! I can only say yes or no. <laughs> I better turn your microphone down for this. Yeah. I feel like it's yeah. going to get loud. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're, we're doing three. Go. Okay. Am I Sandra Bullock? Yes. <laughs> Done. Next one. <laughs> Am I Jules Asda? Yes. <laughs> we used to play Celebrity Head all the time. We would joke, trick each other um, into just like we would always put Jules Asna or Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Bullock and – you would try and like squeeze them in like halfway through so that you you would did legitimate ones for yeah. a while. Yeah. And then suddenly you'd be like, am I a boy? No. Am I a girl? Yes. Do I have brown hair? Brown hair. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you'd just be like. My Sandra Bullock. Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> and probably we may need to, seeing as 2023, explain who Jules Asner yeah, look, what is, was. I don't remember a lot of her okay. apart from the fact I mean I do remember her but she's so memorable in our game that it was because of the game yeah, otherwise we wouldn't remember she's who an she idol is. in our game <laughs> so she was a host of e mm-hmm. channel yes e before that blonde guy did it Ryan Seacrest. Yep, Ryan Seacrest and before uh, Juliana Juliana Rancic but Somebody her name was Juliana DePandy, DePandy, her name used yep. to be. So it was before her. Yeah. And she would do the, you know, here we are at the um, 
spring break. Mm. Here, watch watch all the spring break parties. Put, put down as like a travel show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and then she would probably host whatever. There used to be a daily kind of news show, and she was the like host e of that news as well. Type of thing. Yeah, I think it was yeah. just called E News, wasn't it? So this she was-, was an opportunity to put the host of E News, Jules Asner, in a bikini in Miami at night time. That's exactly what it yeah. was. And she ended up marrying an Steven Soderbergh. That's right, a director. Mm. Yeah. So clearly, she didn't need to be an E host anymore. No. I'd imagine she was like, I don't need this. I'm actually better than all of you. Mm. And I really hope that they're still together. We'll do some research and if we don't, you'll never hear of it again. You can do it yourself. Jules Asner. Steven Soderbergh. Just look up Jules Asner. Hey, Siri. (laughs) (laughs) Look up Jules Asner. Uh, Jules Asner. Oh, she stopped. Hey, Siri. Are Jules Asner and Steven Soderbergh still married? Check it out. Check it out. Okay, well, they were married in 2003. They've been married for 20 years. That is a feel-good story. Good on you, Jules. Jules. Yep. Oh. Yeah, no, 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 no. She was married before. Really? To Matthew Asner for four years. Oh, she kept his last name. Mm. She must be, she just must be Jules Soderbergh now, right? Yeah. She wouldn't keep her ex-husband's name 20 years oh into God, another marriage. 20 years. Mm. You know why we chose her? Because she looks like Sandra Bullock. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Real Sandra Bullock vibes about her. Yeah. Okay. Final one. I forgot we were playing. Yeah. Celebrity head. This is the last one. Is this a real one? It's a real one. Okay. Am I a girl? No. Oh, boy. Yes. Am I an actor? Yes. Am I Australian? No. American? Yes. An American actor? Yes. Oh, no. Well, Do I know them? <laughs> yes. Okay. You're going to like choose someone strange no, from no, a movie no, where strange. I pretend to you that I know this actor and I just go, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not Claudia O'Doherty. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I do funny comedy movies? Yeah, you've done funny comedy movies. Do I do yeah. TV? You've done TV before. Am I known for movies? Yes. Funny. If I played a doctor, mm, I don't. Not that okay. I remember. Um, am I Matt Damon? Yes. <laughs> This is gonna go on forever. I'm like, I don't know how we're gonna finish this quickly. Like, it's gonna be another thirty minutes of this podcast of me incorrectly guessing. And then I was like, Oh god, that was funny. Who's another actor I know? Matt Damon. Because he has done stuff. Remember, he was in Thirty Rock and Will and Grace. Friends. Friends as well. But he was a pilot in Thirty Rock, wasn't he? Or was that Will and Grace? No, no that was, was Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. I'm thinking, well, has he been a doctor in something? And I went, no, 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 you're thinking John Hammond. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was brilliant. 
This is why <laughs> reigning champion queen of celebrity head. Just three, comes to me out three of Three for three. Three for three. I think on that note, Stephanie, thank you very much. Matt Damon. Matt Damon.